It was a very cruel scene. Executed in an unusual manner. Cruel Coven. Hey, assholes. I am Tori. And I'm Katie. And here we are. Welcome to Cruel and Unusual, <laughs> the podcast. And now here we are. And now here <laughs> we are. And there you are. And here is my 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. Yeah. So surprise. Surprise. We're here today on mm-hmm. this lovely Thursday or whatever day you're listening. Where we always are. Yeah. Every Thursday. You know what? Thursday was one of those days that I didn't really quite trust the concept of. No. Because it's like... Why? Just... A, you know what? There's no significance to Thursday, but now there is because it's us. Yeah, right. And did you, you know? know? It's so kind of... It's kind of crazy because... What really are the days of the week? I know. You know what I mean? I, this is like, the stuff I think about. Yeah. yeah. We could have three. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Just Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. No one really knows what day it is. Why are there seven? Right. Because God, I'm sure there are. Is this another thing with him? This is, I think, <laughs> the Greeks. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, the days, I'm pretty sure the days and the months and everything are named after gods. Greek goddesses. Yeah. Oh, God. And goddess, maybe goddesses. Both. I don't know. Who knows? This is probably wrong. Pro- this, this is probably very wrong. <laughs> um, it's okay. But I did look up, I looked it up one time because I'm like oh. Saturday, Saturn. Oh. Planets and shit. And there's constellations. Monday, the moon. And Let's try and figure out all of the, the things. Sunday, sun. Yeah, exactly. Monday, <laughs> moon. Yeah. Tuesday, so I'm pretty sure it's the Romans. <laughs> well, for, okay. for English, for the English words mm-hmm. that we use. Um, days named after planets. Okay. Oh, it, this says it was the Babylonians. Okay. The Babylonians Who's trying to take credit for this? the days after the five planetary bodies known to them, Tuesday through Saturday, and after the sun and moon, Sunday and Monday. This custom was later adopted by the Romans. Emperor Constantine established the seven-day week in the Roman calendar in 321 and designated Sunday and Monday as the first two days of the week. So it was all fucking Constantine's fault. End quote. You guys, you're learning something. And you're mm-hmm. only like a minute or two in. Yeah, yeah. This is from almanac.com. And it says, The other weekday names in English are derived from Anglo-Saxon names for gods in Teutonic mythology. Teutonic, am I saying that right? Yeah. Tuesday comes from Tiu or Tu, the Anglo-Saxon name for Tyr, the Norse god of war. Okay, so yeah, Tuesday's from a god of war. Okay. Maybe that's why I don't like Tuesday. I feel like Monday should be from a god of war. Right? Tyr was one of the sons of Odin or Woden, the supreme deity after whom Wednesday is named. Okay. Okay. Similarly, Thursday originates from Thor, the god of thunder. That's I our day. That. Right. We have Thor Day. Move out of the way, Thor. Cruel and unusual is Thor Day. Okay. We're, we'll see you here every Thor Day <laughs> <laughs> for a new episode. Friday is derived from Frigga, Frigga, Frigga. I would Frigga. Think Frigga. Oh. Frigga, the wife of Odin, representing love and beauty. Oh, I like that there's a woman on there. Yeah. Saturday comes from Saturn, the ancient Roman god of fun and feasting. Okay. All right. Got it. So this makes sense. I was a little bit right. You half, were. I was halfway you there. You knew that Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh. Anyway, no. we're here, even though we said we wouldn't be here on this here. lovely Thor day. On the loveliest Thor day that there ever were. Right? I hope. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. How's your um, mouth doing? My mouth is Victor. unwell. Unwell. <laughs> unwell. Yeah. Um, you guys, those of you who are not in the Facebook group, I was at the dentist for a root canal. I'm talking very oddly mm-hmm. and a little more quietly, but maybe you won't notice that um, because the dentist sliced my tongue. And you kind of need that. You need a tongue. <laughs> you need a tongue. You need it, guys. Dude, dude, what if he just cut it off? Whacked it off. What would you do? <laughs> Whacked it off. <laughs> What if you whacked off your tongue? Um, I would have thought that was kind of weird. I, there's a lot of nerve <laughs> endings there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably would have felt a little cool. Um, 
but I don't know. I'd be very scared. But you guys, it hurts very, very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a post in our Facebook group yesterday being like, hey, sucks to suck. <laughs> and I suck. <laughs> and there will not be an episode mm-hmm. this week. But guess what? But then this morning, I was like, let me just try mm-hmm. to do it. So here we are. And we are here. <laughs> you know, my great grandma had to have a, par- a portion of her tongue removed like, really? at the tip. So did Dr. Jones. She really? had cancer. Yeah, so yeah, did my so great did grandma. Uh-huh. Mm. On the tongue. That's got to be awful. I think this will be fine eventually. Yeah. Certainly not tongue cancer. It'll go away. It'll Truly. heal. It will heal from all the enzymes. <laughs> I read that one time, too. Did you? Let's start every um, <laughs> episode with a fun fact from mm-hmm. Katie. <laughs> from her pointless... It. I have got just like a well. A, a well. A deep. A deep well of useless facts. It runs But deep. you know what? And I think you've witnessed this. Sometimes they're not useless. No. Sometimes they come in handy. Uh-huh. My facts. Uh-huh. Your facts. All right. Do you want me to read my article first? Go ahead. Read it. Give me a little momento of a break. All right. This is from dailydot.com. Ooh. That's It's nice. written by Eilish O'Sullivan. Eilish Eilish. Eilish O'Sullivan. Wow, they're very Irish. Mm-hmm. The headline is, Woman Reportedly Violently Killed While Trying to Buy Fridge from Facebook Marketplace. Wow. Awful. A 54-year-old woman in Pennsylvania was reportedly stabbed to death while trying to purchase a refrigerator from Facebook Marketplace. According to People, Denise Williams met 26-year-old Joshua Gorgone on Facebook Marketplace with the intent to purchase a fridge from him. She was reportedly going to buy the fridge as a gift for her boyfriend. Oh. Williams reportedly told family members she was going to look at the fridge at the seller's apartment on Monday. This was from April 9th. I'm just throwing that in there for context. That was Friday. Yeah. She was reported missing by relatives that night, investigators reportedly said, during a Wednesday press conference. Detectives were reportedly led to Williams's body through her phone data and Facebook messages. They found Williams's body with multiple stab wounds at Gorgon's apartment on Tuesday, according to WJAC. Gorgon was reportedly arrested and charged with criminal homicide on Tuesday. Gorgon said he stabbed Williams with a kitchen knife after the two got into an argument over the asking price of the fridge. What the fuck? According to charging documents reviewed by WJAC, Williams's body reportedly sustained defensive wounds, indicating she fought for her life. Wow. She did put up one heck of a fight, Cambria County Coroner Jeff Lees told reporters during the press conference. This was a violent death that she sustained. Gorgon is reportedly being held without bail and is slated to appear in court for a preliminary hearing on April 14th. That's fucked up. It's a goddamn fridge. At first, I thought that maybe she was just being coerced into going Mm -hmm. and there wasn't even a fridge. But to know that there was a fridge. Yeah. And like, okay. Here's my thought. It was some like fucking sick asshole mm-hmm. who was just stalking people on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. But this was like maybe possibly a quote unquote normal person. I feel like it was a person the fuck out. with some major anger issues. Yeah. Like who, why ruin, okay, you're taking a life and you're ruining your own life. Right. And it's, For a goddamn I mean, fridge and your stupid money. Why? Right. And I just, then just say no, I won't go down that low. Right. You know? And if they come, you know, I, I don't like it's the idea called... of going to people's houses or them coming to yours, Same. strangers, to pick up this. I don't like it. No, me either. And we've talked about this before. Uh-huh. Just, we have. Mm. We urge you not to do that. No. Um, never go to anyone's house. It's I mean, just so silly. You can't really meet up with a fridge. And I understand you need, you know, you need a fridge. Yeah. And you don't, you can't go purchase a brand new one. I get it. You know like, what I was thinking though? Buddy system. Mm-hmm. You know? She probably wanted to surprise him. If any of you are in the situation, you want to surprise your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mm-hmm. whoever. Um, bring a friend then right. with you, you know? Yeah. And it's not her fault. No, you don't think that not someone's going fault. to stab you. No, you shouldn't have to be afraid <sighs> of that. But you guys but it's can like, learn from it. Yeah. You got to be, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. You have. <laughs> You You know, I'm going to wheeze from my crossfitting, (laughs) but you have to keep your motherfucking head on a goddamn swivel. Mm -hmm. The motherfucking and the goddamn was for that man who said we shouldn't curse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's for you, (laughs) my love. (laughs) Sincerely. 
Sincerely. Truly. Okay. Also, what I was thinking about when you were reading that was how different her life would be Mm -hmm. if her boyfriend didn't need a fridge. I know. She would be here. I know. You know what I I mean? I think about that stuff a lot. All the decisions and things that have to happen to get to a point. Right. Yeah. But you know what? Especially if you're selling things, some of the people out there... I've seen so many, like, screenshots, you know, of messages of people trying to buy things. Like, can I just have it for free? Yeah. Well, fuck you then if you won't give it to me for free. You're a stupid bitch. Like, right. You right. don't know it who you're going to run into. It quickly turns into something <laughs> Very much quickly. Worse. Yeah. As we have seen on our city Facebook pages. <laughs> right. Yeah. People are fucking assholes. Yeah. Be careful out there, everybody. Keep your head on a swivel. It's a wild, wild world. It's a wild, wild west. East, north, and south, and everywhere else because all I the don't do geography. All the directions, wild. Mm-hmm. What's your article? My article. This is the title. Quote: Clay County man accused of tampering with woman's drink has ties to missing person cold case. Holy shit! Uh huh. This article is from reporter Eric Avenier. Everything I'm about to say is a quote. The recent arrest of a man accused of tampering with a woman's drink at a Clay County bar has placed a spotlight on a missing person cold case. Clay County deputies said that they used security video as evidence to arrest Robert Welch, 48, of Green Cove Springs last week after a woman complained about her beer being tampered with. News for Jax has since learned Welch has ties to a Jacksonville cold case from 2006 involving a reported missing woman. Wow. Mm -hmm. Relatives of Wendy Gale Fox said she was engaged to Welch and was last seen. Oh, my God. She was engaged to this guy. Really? And was last seen in public with him at a Jacksonville flea market before she disappeared. Jacksonville. I I I saw that this was from Jacksonville. And I was like, all the weirdos are in Jacksonville. I mean, Florida in general. True. You know I like to shit on Florida. But, man, you can't deny it. No. Um. So at this flea market, she disappeared, and she was never seen again. Wow. From a flea market. A fl- I love a good flea market. Same. But Such you, good finds. But there's always a lot of people. Fox was 43 years old when she was reported missing about 15 years ago. According to Jacksonville police, she was last seen in public on August 6, 2006 at the Ramona Flea Market. Police said she was with her fiancé, Welch, and the two got into a fight. Mm. Investigators said that after the fight, Fox supposedly left the market with friends and was never heard from again. Her aunt said that she lived with other relatives. She confirmed that Fox and Welch were engaged, but said the relationship was rocky. She also recalled the days leading up to when Fox was officially reported as a missing person. She said, he picked her up from work on a Friday night. Monday morning, I got a call from my mother asking if I had seen Wendy. I called Robert and he wouldn't answer my question. So she has not been seen or heard from again. Isn't that so sad? God. Welch is not charged with any crime related to Fox's disappearance. News for Jax only learned about his ties to Fox following his March 26th arrest on a charge of tampering with a consumer product. Wow. That was that. Wow. You know what I still wonder from time to time? What? I still wonder about that little hamster guy. <laughs> Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did we ever have any updates was that on his, him? Wait, was that his real name or did we make that up? I don't remember. <laughs> The one who clung yeah. to someone's jacket yeah, right. to go to the Was to go to Poundland or whatever Poundtown. Poundtown. Yeah, I would love to know if there's any updates. Yeah, we need we need to get on the Goog. Truly, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a Q O T D W? So our Q O T D W comes from Twitter from at Meg J R four X seventy two. Wow, that was a yeah, mouthful. That's very, very nice. Um, she wants to know. <laughs> very, very nice. We love it. They would like to know, are your significant others as obsessed with true crime as you are? I have an insignificant other. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Totally. I'm just, it's a joke. No. Um. <laughs> Tanner is, I can get him into anything I want him yeah. to be into, Good. to be honest. He's very open-minded. Um, I wouldn't say he's into it, but he will watch any documentary with me. Any, um, really, I mean, like anything, any Girls. like episode, like forensic, like any of the TV shows, yeah. the HLN stuff, 
he'll get into it if I put it on. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't do so well with podcasts. If I put them on in the car, he, he can't concentrate. He can't listen because I'll be like, holy shit, did you hear that? And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what they just said? What did they just say? And then I have to explain it to him. So he doesn't do too well with podcasts unless yeah. they're about football. Of course. Um, he is really into the mafia. Uh-huh. Italian mafia. Yeah. Loves it. Will watch The Godfather, all of them, however many there are, 500 times in a row, and not get sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Loves that stuff. Goodfellas, like Casino. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very into Sopranos. He just, I don't know. It's just a vibe for him. Yeah. He likes it. A what about, um, what a about Rory? Last mood. Rory is very closed minded. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know this. He is the most, I mean, well, I mean, he's I not closed minded to like, you know, race and like gender and stuff like that he's mm-hmm. closed-minded to things i enjoy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like my tv shows he's not or, gonna give you the pleasure of no, enjoying something no with or you. like you know podcasting or you know whatever mm-hmm. what have you he just like you know he likes the things that he likes like cars and boring yeah things. like no. and oh he's in, he likes games he likes games he hasn't played in so long now but you know what he likes to watch hmm drug cartel okay that's crime true Mm -hmm. crime yeah but it's a little different yeah and one of his favorite things is like that show about like how it's made yeah oh he could Mm -hmm. watch that for the rest of his (laughs) life and die happier than a pig rolling around in shit (laughs) he loves that kind of stuff when he sees like an interesting true crime article he'll send it to me oh that's cute that's about like where his extent is he thinks of you yeah um, and he does have some pretty like big opinions on like more high profile cases. Yeah. Like yeah. John Bonet and Shadam Watts mm-hmm. and you know, like the bigger ones that people are talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, he'll have his opinions. You know he has opinions. I don't think Tanner really has opinions. I he might you give him his I opinions. give him what to think. Um yes. <laughs> well with this with this stuff. Yeah. Right. He'll be like, Oh, I think it was this and this and this or them. Colonel Mustard yeah. with the broom. Yeah. In the dining room. But he's going off a feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, this is why you're wrong. Here <laughs> is my clipboard. Here are my glasses. Yeah. And these are my notes. Mm-hmm. Tannerino. If he really feels very strongly that he's right, he won't budge, which is no. rare. But yeah. usually when I lay out the facts, he's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like see. we watched um, The Staircase oh together a long time ago uh-huh. and you don't know how long it is and it drags on and on and on uh, and on. michael peterson is just such a douchebag but um so guilty but i was shocked that he sat there and watched that whole thing with me he loved yeah. it he yeah. loved it rory did watch that with me did when he? we were over there in that room but he yeah he was into that too i'm surprised you got through it <laughs> yeah i know you i know. know with this brain yeah. <laughs> the add is real but you are listening to these podcasts I and am. i'm recommending and mm-hmm. i'm so proud of you yep, i'm very we'll excited talk about to talk that about it at the end though yeah all right so but yeah so that's that's it i mean kind of sorta that's it should we get into it let's get into it so today I'm going to be talking to you guys about a devastatingly wrong conviction. Oh, mm-hmm. ouch. It's, All right. It really is devastating too. So this is a quote from the innocenceproject.org. On March 24th, 1985, 24-year-old Texas Tech student Michelle Malin was parking her car in a church parking lot across from her dormitory in Lubbock, Texas, when an African-American man approached her and asked her to help him start his car with jumper cables. When she said she didn't have cables, the man reached in through her window and unlocked the door. The woman screamed and bit the man's thumb, but then noticed he had a knife. Mm. Holding the knife to her throat, he forced her to lay down in the car while he moved into the driver's seat. He drove to a vacant field outside of town where he forced her to perform oral sex and then vaginally raped her. The perpetrator then drove the car back to Lubbock where he took $2 in cash, a ring, and a watch from the victim and left on foot. Malin then called police and reported the attack. End quote. Wow. I will be telling you about the wrongful conviction of Timothy Brian Cole. Mm. Have you ever heard of him? No. Okay. Neither had I. And it's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, I watched a documentary type of video on YouTube and it's called, I'm going to tell you because 
I think it was incredible. And it's called The Long Road to Justice. Okay. The Tim Cole story. And it's actually by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Okay. Much of the documentary that I watched focused on Corey Session, which is Tim's younger brother. In it, in the beginning, he said, quote, we can't bring him back to life, but we can definitely tell his story, end quote. Bring him back to life? Did they execute him? No, but I'm going to tell you <sighs> what happened. I'm already, my stomach has butterflies. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad. So Corey said when he and Tim were young, their mother, Ruby, which I love that name, don't you? Mm-hmm. And she's such a Ruby. You'll, you'll hear more about her later. When they were young, Ruby would call them Alpha and Omega. Oh. <laughs> Tim was Corey's older brother, and Tim taught Corey how to tie his shoes. Mm. He said that's something that he'll never forget. Corey says that Tim was a peacemaker, an observer, and a listener. He was a calm soul, a gentle soul, and was not easily excitable. Tim decided to go into the army for the college benefits. I mean, obviously, he wanted to serve his country as well. But another part to that was that he had brothers and sisters younger than him. And he knew his parents would need to pay for their college. So he wanted to give them one less thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. After, That's so noble. Right? That's like it's to just think like of that at, at that age. At like you know? 17, 18 years old yeah. when you normally only think about yourself. And he's thinking about his parents yeah. and how he wants his younger siblings to be able to be a to be able to go to college. Mm -hmm. So Tim went to the army. He served his time. He got home and he decided to enroll at Texas Tech. He was only attending for about six weeks before he was arrested. Mm. Prior to the arrest, Tim had a roommate who worked at Mr. Gotti's Pizza. His roommate asked if there was any way that Tim could pick him up on a particular night because he had a vehicle and the roommate didn't. And of course, Tim was like, yeah, no, of course I will. No problem. So Tim drives down to Mr. Gotti's and he saw a young woman outside of the place. And Tim said something to her. She said something back. He goes in. The woman follows him. They make eye contact a couple of times while they're in there. And then she leaves with her pizza. And shortly after that, the roommate tells Tim that he can just go because he's going to have to work later than normal. So Tim leaves and he sees the woman outside. And he gets into his car, he rolls down the window, and he's like, hey, do you want to ride? And the young woman is like, no. And he was like, quote, don't be afraid of me. My name is Tim Cole. Here's my driver's license and my student ID. I go to Texas Tech, end Mm. quote. Which is just so sad. Yeah. That he would have to do that. Right. In order for someone to not be afraid of him. Mm -hmm. So she said she was fine. She insisted she was fine. So he leaves. He drives off. And it was later found out that the woman was actually an undercover police officer. Oh. And they were doing some type of sting to catch someone who was known as a Texas tech rapist. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, w- I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. All right. So that undercover officer ends up going back to the station telling her boss that Tim was the Texas tech rapist. Oh, no. She knows this. And the boss questioned, it, like, how do you know this for sure? And she said simply that he looked like the man in the sketch that they had. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, and he was nice to you. Yeah. Like, complimented you. He gave like, you his it, driver's license. Right. If he's guilty of that kind of thing, why be right. like, here's where I live and right. my full name? No. A week earlier from this incident, someone tried to rob Tim. He filed the police report. So when this undercover cop who was like doing this sting and her boss and whoever else looked into Tim, they found that he had no record, but that they did have his information from when he filed the police report only a week earlier. Oh, okay. So when authorities went to his apartment, they essentially lied to him. They said they believed that they had the guy who robbed him and they wanted to take Tim's picture to make sure that he was the one. Mm. Tim agreed, obviously, because he wanted the guy to be caught too. But then the conversation started to turn and eventually they accused him of raping a woman. He denied it right away, but they brought him down to the station for a lineup in which the victim, Michelle, said, quote unquote, I think that that is him. The detectives wrote on the paperwork, quote unquote, That is him. So Tim's mom, Ruby, immediately gets on a red-eye flight. She bails him out of jail, and they go back to their home where she gets a call from Mike, Mike Brown, which is the attorney that she hired. 
The attorney told them that there was another rape that night and that Tim was picked out of a lineup and that would have been impossible because he was on a flight home. Right. So I never really understood where all of that went, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't really, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it's inconsequential to this case. Okay. So 18 months later, the trial happens. Even in court, Michelle said, quote unquote, I think that's him when she was directly asked again. And that was the only evidence that they had. Mm. And there was what, no, year, what year was this? In 86, 1986. Okay. Was her thinking that that could be him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was the only evidence aside from they had a cigarette, mm-hmm. like a cigarette butt. Tim didn't smoke. Oh. And they also had a shirt that was there that was too small for him. What the fuck? Yeah. The jury consisted of nine white men and three white women. These nine individuals found Tim Cole guilty on September 17th, 1986. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, ugh, not well about mm-hmm. this. Tim was going to be facing 25 years in prison, but they did offer probation instead of prison. Okay. No prison time, just probation. Mm-hmm. He refused it. Because he's innocent. Mm-hmm. He said he would refuse to take blame because he did not, quote unquote, rape that girl. Wow. So his integrity mm-hmm. was more important to him than spending 25 years. 25 what are like considered really amazing years. Right. Yeah. You know, in the documentary that I watched, Corey, his younger brother, said that Tim, quote, handled prison. It was not his home. We would send photos of our new children when we had children, and he would make comments on the back of the photos and send them back. He didn't want to hang them up and make his space look like a home because it wasn't. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Ugh, like, he didn't want... That gave want, me chills. Yeah, he didn't want to make it look like his bedroom. Right, It was yeah. a prison cell that he didn't belong in. Yeah. So after Tim is sentenced, despite the lack of evidence... Karen, Tim's sister, requested a transfer from Texas Tech Law School. Um, At the time, Karen was the only black woman at the school, in law school. Mm -hmm. And he wrote her and said, quote unquote, do not leave Texas Tech because I still believe in the justice system, even if it does not believe in me. Mm. Is that not the most heartbreaking? Like, and just... That made me even like I thought Tim was a beautiful man before this thing, being so young, thinking of mm-hmm. his mother and father and their finances. And just from what everyone had said about him, he was just a very beautiful soul. Yeah. But then when I read that quote, like where he's telling his sister, you know, keep going there. It's not there's there's things bigger than this. Right. You know, right. and that he believes in the justice system still when yeah. he is wrongly convicted and sitting in a prison cell for 25 years but he still has enough heart to like you know Mm -hmm. so tim's next 13 years were spent in a prison cell but there's not a happy ending to the story he did not get out after 13 years he was not paroled there was no overturn of his conviction Mm. he didn't get out until he was deceased from complications due to asthma oh my god Mm -hmm. 13 years in prison yeah, he, oh, in prison. Shit. 13 years after first walking into his cell, he died on December 2nd of 1999. They stole his life. Mm-hmm. Completely stole his life. Ruby, Tim's mom, stood behind him the entire time. She never mm. once wavered, ever. She fervently prayed that one day the world would know who her son was. Uh. It was always like, just please let them know who he is. Please let them please let them know and then also please let whoever did this come forward i don't it's like that's the part i can't wrap my head around because yep. it's going to keep happening in your yep. area like you, do you know what i'm right trying and to if say? there really was another rape that night when he was flying home yes what the fuck you knew before the trial even happened mm-hmm. you know God. but you just wanted it to be shut and closed and it's easy to pin on a black man right Because you're disgusting. So she prayed that same prayer for years and years and years until finally those prayers were answered for her when a letter addressed to Tim came in the mail one day. Oh. One of Tim's brothers actually opened it first, read it, and thought it was a joke. So the letter is dated May 11th of 2007. Dear Mr. Cole, I hope this letter reached you. My name is Jerry Wayne Johnson, and I'm presently a Texas prisoner. You may recall my name from your 1986 rape trial in Lubbock, 
Your Lubbock attorney, Mike Brown, tried to show that I committed the rape, which is true. He did try and bring it up, Mike Brown, but the judge just immediately shot it down and wouldn't let him talk about it. Of course. Mm -hmm. I have been trying to locate you since 1995. Mm. This is 2007. Since 19, and in, and in wow. 1995, he was alive. So I've been trying to locate you since 1995 to tell you I wish to confess I did, in fact, commit the rape Lubbock wrongly convicted you of. It is very possible that through a written confession from me and DNA testing, you can finally have your name cleared of the rape and be removed from being a parolee, registered sex offender, and to receive compensation for the time you were wrongly incarcerated. If this letter reaches you, please contact me by writing so that we can arrange to take the steps to get the process started. Whatever it takes, I will do it. You may call or write to my parents if you feel like you need to, and they will help in any way they can. And then he gives his parents information in Lubbock. I hope to hear back from you soon. Sincerely, and he signs Jerry Johnson and um, gives his prisoner number at the Price Daniel unit in Snyder, Texas. Wow. Fuck him, though. Honestly. Yeah. He's a fucking rapist Mm -hmm. and didn't do anything about it when it was happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we can't, like, glorify him. So the next bit that I'm going to tell you is heartbreaking. Oh, God. I'm already heartbroken. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So later, Tim's family were made aware that Jerry Lane Johnson had been writing letters, much like this one, to Lubbock officials. Since 1995. God, why is everyone a piece of shit? Mm -hmm. So, starting four years before Tim passed away, these officials were turning a blind eye to this confession from Jerry Wayne Johnson. Jesus. I just can't. That is like, that's one of the worst things. I don't get it. Like, Uh I I don't fucking get it. Why? Admit that you're, it was because they didn't want to admit that they were wrong. Yeah. So they Mm -hmm. thought they could just continue to turn a blind eye. Right. And this, and this black man's life is worthless, so yeah, what are we losing, really? Exactly. Fuck you. There's, I don't know if there's a better word for it than disgusting. Yeah. And just, like, shame on them. I literally have the chills thinking about it. Yeah. Like, how it would be. Right. And we'll never know. No, we'll never know. You know, know. what I mean? We'll never be able to understand. No. Mm-hmm. But it's just so, like, just thinking about Ruby... His mom mm-hmm. and his and his siblings and his father and his friends, yeah. his fellow black friends at Texas yeah. University who that watched were then, it all happen. Mm-hmm, yep, and couldn't do anything. Could not do anything. And all these people who knew Tim's character, and yeah, you could. We've talked about this before. You could know someone but not really know them, right? But y- you have a pretty good idea, or you think you do. So then to hear that someone has done this. Mm-hmm. You just can't believe it. Right. And then maybe like over the years you start to believe it because it's like, man, like maybe I just didn't know him. But no, you fucking knew him. Yeah. He didn't do this. No. Like it goes against fucking everything that people claim to stand for. Right. So Jerry Wayne Johnson came to trial via a bench warrant and DNA testing was conducted and it was determined that Jerry Wayne Johnson did in fact commit the rape. Yeah. During the trial that would convict Jerry Van Johnson, one of Tim's brothers was getting very, like, irate and irritable and worked up because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, this guy is why I lost 13 years yeah. of my life with my brother, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And quite possibly why he died. They said it came, it was because of asthma. Well, you couldn't give him an inhaler, take him to the hospital? Well, I know for damn sure he probably didn't get the no, medical care that get he anything. needed. He probably more than likely wouldn't have died he if he wasn't. He wouldn't in have been alone in a cell. Right. You know? It's uh, So, all of that to say, fucked. One of Tim's brothers was very upset. Yeah. And Ruby, which it seems to me like Ruby and Tim were very similar mm-hmm. just by things that she has done and said. Ruby reaches over and grabs her son's knee and says, quote unquote, there will be none of that. Mm. And then after the trial concluded and the bailiffs were bringing Jerry Wayne Johnson out of the courtroom, Tim's mother said, quote, bailiff, would you tell Mr. Johnson I said thank you? End quote. Wow. So like, yeah, she forgives them. She is happy and grateful that mm-hmm. he came forward. It doesn't bring Tim back. Right. But he didn't have to do it. And he did. It's basically what Ruby was saying. Yeah. So Corey, Tim's younger brother, who this documentary talked to quite a bit and interviewed quite a bit. 
said for years, you know, she had prayed, like we said, that whoever had committed the rape would come forward and turn themselves in, and she finally got her peace. Mm-hmm. So this is a quote from that documentary. In 2009, the 299th District Court in Travis County conducted a two-day hearing. The victim, Michelle Malin, provided testimony finally coming face-to-face with Jerry Wayne Johnson. At the close of the hearing, in a historic ruling, Judge Baird exonerated Timothy Brian Cole of all charges, making the first posthumous exoneration in the state of Texas. Actually, in all of the United States. Really? Which is crazy. Wow. Corey said, this quote kind of like resonated with me a little bit. He said, quote, Tim will never get married. He will never finish college. He will never have children. He will never be able to have the things that we love, Mm. end quote. And it's so true. He didn't get to do any of that. And now he's deceased. In 2008, Michelle Malin had actually went to Corey's home. Corey said that she was terrified. Like she was so afraid that they were going to like jump all over her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For pointing him out in the lineup. Right. But Ruby said, quote, you have nothing to be sorry for. You were a victim as much as my son is, yeah. end quote. The family asked on July 1st, 2009, during a Texas legislature session, Governor Perry to issue a formal pardon for Tim. Senator Rodney Ellis asked the attorney general for a written opinion after that. And the state of Texas had exactly 180 days to do so. The senator actually called on day 179 Mm. with the good news that the attorney general said Tim could absolutely be pardoned. The governor's office then asked to speak with Tim's mother, Ruby. Governor Perry spoke directly to Tim's mom and said he always wanted to do the right thing, but he didn't feel like he had the power to do so. In February of 2010, Governor Perry went to see Tim's mom in Fort Worth with a framed signed pardon. Tim was the first posthumous pardon in Texas, and like I said, and in U.S. history. There were talks about suing, like to get money, you know, mm-hmm. and people were asking the family what they were going to sue for and what Tim Cole's, like what they would sue for. And the only thing that Tim's mother ever wanted and said she wanted was for people to never forget. Mm-hmm. I want them to never forget. And that was the end of that. And I had to sit and think, how can they never forget? I can go up there and talk and demonstrate. After four visits to the city council and giving them a little bit of history on Tim and our family, They agreed to name this piece of land the Tim Cole Memorial Park. It originally was going to be a bust of Tim's head on a five-foot, six-foot granite base. And the artist, a world-renowned artist, ironically is from Lubbock. His name is Eddie Dixon. I was on my way to the airport telling Mr. Dixon that I didn't think I would make it by. And he said, will you please stop by? And I said, Okay, he said, yeah, we're right on the way to the airport. So myself and Nick Vilbers, who's the executive director of the Innocence Project of Texas, we went to the foundry where they were doing the casting and uh, the carving of this uh, statue. And when I walked in there, it was my brother Tim standing tall as ever. And he, he, the, the statue is of him holding some books, he's wearing penny loafers, and the way it will be facing, his body will be facing the actual church in the direction where the young lady was abducted that he was accused of assaulting, and his head will be turned toward the law school, seeking justice. And to have it come true is one of my mother's wishes. I want them to never forget. So what better way to have a town never forget than to erect a 13-foot-tall statue at the busiest intersection in the city? And that's where I'm going to end it. That was the person who was talking was Corey, Mm -hmm. Tim's younger brother. And I just think that that's so amazing that you know, so he was going to have like a statue of like a hat, like a, 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 bust. a bust. Yeah. 
but they ended up doing a 13 foot tall statue wow and that's so that's what ruby wanted she wanted Mm -hmm. she didn't want money right she just wanted people to never forget what happened to her son and that he died for a crime that he did not commit and hopefully no one will ever forget at least not in lubbock texas Mm mm-hmm But I think that that's why it's so important. Like Corey said, you know, we can't um, tell his story, but we can share his story. Right. And make sure that this doesn't just slip through the cracks. It's not just another wrongful conviction and death that people don't talk about. And I think that Timothy Brian Cole's story is just another one that Mm -hmm. everyone should be talking about and sharing for Ruby and for Timothy and for their family because like she said no one should ever forget that failure right that was a failure that impacted so many people and killed someone and people need to remain held accountable right and right. not and not let it be forgotten right so i'll have that documentary that you guys can watch on youtube there's even more information in that um and Corey is such a wonderful speaker mm-hmm. he's so i could fall asleep to his voice yeah. <laughs> so nice um i'll also leave information about the innocence project down there as in the down there down there <laughs> in the show notes too mm-hmm. um and i'm sure i'll be posting about it in the facebook group i will definitely make sure that i post i will post his statue i will post the letter that was written by the actual rapist mm-hmm. um yeah because i think it's all so important and i don't know if this made national news mm-hmm. you know what i mean i don't know if if timothy cole made national news when this happened yeah. um so i don't know how many people know about about him right, about his yeah. life mm-hmm. so i just think it's important to share yeah and to never let it be forgotten like ruby said okay so reading watching listening katie 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 well so you know how last night i got my pizza my hawaiian pizza i picked I up do. my pizza at like 8.30 p.m. Yes, because my kids last minute spent the night at my parents. Mm-hmm. And Tanner's been working nights. He's not anymore. But um, I'm like, I'm going to get this fucking pizza and yeah. I'm going to sit down and watch something. So I turned on Netflix and it was like number three in your area right now is this is a robbery. The mm. world's biggest art heist. Oh, I like I it. Whatever. You know, yeah. like I'll put it on while I'm eating my pizza. It's good. Yeah. You would probably be bored to tears. Sure. But it was Rory very, would like that. He probably would like it. Um yeah. I didn't realize it was like mafia type of things. It was in Boston at an art. Tanner's museum. gonna be jealous. I texted him. He's like, uh-huh. What are you doing when he was at work? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I'm watching um this biggest art heist robbery documentary. I knew about it. No, he's like, he didn't say anything. I just go, you'd be bored. And then it gets like a few episodes in, it gets to like the maf- possible mafia ties and everything. And I'm like, oh no, never mind. You would not be bored. You would be <laughs> like on the edge of your seat right now. Yeah. But it was good. There were, I mean, half a billion dollars worth of art was stolen. Um, Rembrandt's. That's crazy. Insane. Anyway, I watched that. Watched the whole thing. Okay. With my pizza. How many slices did you eat? I had a medium pizza and ate all but two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I did pretty Probably good. Probably five or six, right? Yeah. I did, yeah. I did Love pretty that. good. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of myself. Truly. Um, I listened to the Crime Junkie episode about Peggy Riome. That's a very... It was very hard to listen to. Yeah. It's... um. National Child Sexual Abuse Awareness Month. That's oh, okay. probably not exactly the exact term for it. Yeah. But um, they partnered with an organization, and at the end of that episode, they tell you like signs to look for, what what to do if you suspect that yeah is going on with a child in your life. So that I mean, if you guys don't listen to Crime Junkie and you want, that might be a good one to listen to. And I just want to tell you guys. That happens more than you think. Mm-hmm. And then today I started, I'm in the middle of Do You Need a Ride? Mm. Episode 62 with Solomon Giorgio. And this is just a funny podcast. Yeah. This is for when I need a break from true crime, but I still want to be like cradled in Karen Kilgariff's mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. I listen to Do You Need a Ride? And I like Chris Fairbanks too. And I'd never heard of Solomon Giorgio. I'm not big into like the comedy no. scene. Mm. I don't even really know what he's from, but he's funny. So yeah. 
That's my little like a little break light. from horrific things. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You've been doing a lot of writing. I have been. Yeah. It's probably I why you don't been. have as much reading, watching, listening. Right. Well, I was thinking about this on the way here. I'm like, I haven't been reading because just like the fucking documentary last night, if I start something, I won't stop. Yeah. I won't stop until it's done. And that's my brain. That's yeah. my ADHD. Yeah. So I know that if I start a book, mm-hmm. I'm going to get nothing done until right. it's over. Right. And so I have to make that conscious decision. Right. You know, it's, right. it's hard. What about you? What's going on? Okay, so I've been deep into the podcast game because I've been yes. doing a lot of driving for work. So the very first one that I listened to at the beginning of my week last week was Your Own Backyard, which is the one that you first recommended from Chris Lambert. Did you finish it? I did. So I think I started it the week before. I can't remember now, but I finished mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, And that one is the one about the 1996 disappearance of Kristen Smart. So what did you think? I have a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. about this, but we're going to do a Patreon episode about this. Mm-hmm. Don't know when. We're not setting a hard timeline. But, but at eventually, some <laughs> hopefully soonish, because before we forget all of our thoughts. Right. But Katie and I both have a lot of feelings yeah. about this. For sure. So we want to gather those feelings. So we have something cohesive for Patreon. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. I'm really trying hard here. (laughs) So many ways. (laughs) My tongue is sore. And I know that you finished the orange tree. I did start and finish the orange tree, which I also have a lot of feelings about. And I I mean, maybe we could do a Patreon episode about it, but um, your own backyard was first. So they get dibs. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the orange tree, in case you guys didn't listen to the one where Katie talked about it, is about 21-year-old Jennifer Cave and her death and her mutilation mm-hmm. and the people who are in jail because of it and who were in jail because of it. Yeah. You did have a lot of feelings because uh, you voice memoed, memoed me about it, bawling. <laughs> I did. I just... <laughs> I voice memoed Katie and I was... I was literally bawling Mm -hmm. in tears, crying. Um, It's very sad. It's very sad, especially, I think I did that after episode, I don't know, it was one of the last couple of episodes. There's seven Mm -hmm. in the Orange Tree, um, like, series, I guess. Yeah. And it just, I mean, the whole thing is sad and and just awful, but one of the episodes has the mothers both talking, Mm -hmm. and it's just like heartbreaking yeah um so yeah i finished that i thought that i think it's who was it tinu thomas and tinu thomas and Haley butler are incredible yeah they did i really, really like them mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so i listened to that and i started listening to the thing about pam oh that's from dateline it's a dateline podcast okay and there are six episodes in that and that is about the death of Betsy Feria. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So. All right. I'm only, I've just started it. Yeah. So I did a lot of podcast listening during work and like driving for work. Mm-hmm. I didn't read anything and I certainly have not watched anything aside from the documentary yeah. um, about, about Tim, um, mm-hmm. which I will definitely have linked in the show notes and I'll share it on Facebook and stuff too. So. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like I don't know how widely known, like we said, mm-hmm. that case is tim's yeah yeah tim coles but if you guys haven't ever heard of him share it because mm-hmm. i think it should be shared share think, our yeah. posts and and the documentary and the yeah stuff that tori's gonna be posting because yeah yeah please save people it no right save the images and stuff to your computer and share them if you if you can't share them from the facebook yeah um from the Facebook. From the, I sound like I'm 90. <laughs> you know, the face space website. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's it's such an important thing to talk about. I think that sharing his story, like his brother said, is so important. It's so important to mm-hmm. never let people's lives slip through the cracks. Yeah, exactly. So. On that note... If you want to send us a note, you can. You I can. guess you can. You don't have to, but you can at cruel and unusual the pod at gmail dot com dot com. Look at our Instagram. Just look at it with your eyeballs. At, Would you look at that? Look at that. Would you look at it? 
please at cruel and unusual the pod maybe give it a fucking like or something <laughs> would you god's sake i tweet she tweets at sometimes at cruel unusual pod Go to cruelinkmedia.com for merch, for Patreon links, for show notes, for source material, for pretty much anything you could ever want. A mug? You want a mug? You want one? You want a mug? You can buy it. I'm getting ready to For a price. For It's going to be a price, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have free shipping on all of our merch, and it's only available to ship in the U.S. right now. We're Unfortunately. trying to... Unfortunately. It's very arguing. complicated yeah. um, to figure out shipping... For worldwide uh-huh. people. For the worldwide For the people. worldwide web of people. Um, <laughs> it's hard. It really is. <laughs> with, it involves Especially a lot. when you've got two brains that are like one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two ADHD brains. Mm-hmm. And here I go. <laughs> and here I go spacing out in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, I've got stuff uploaded onto our supplier to start printing our new designs. Oh, good. Okay. I need your help, Tori, though. Okay. Um, but it's it's coming, and I know we've been saying that, but it really is coming. It, it's coming. <laughs> I was going to say I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, so, yeah. I'm and coming we'll, we for will, you. <laughs> we will make announcements, obviously, yeah. when that's all ready to go. And then what else? Do we have? Is that it? Am I missing something? Join our group. Do it. God. <laughs> we are exhausted. <laughs> Do you hear us? No, but honestly, um, my that, tongue. Yeah, oh. your tongue is very tired, I uh-huh. bet. Uh-huh. Um, our Facebook group is Cruel and Unusual colon the group. Mm-hmm. So come hang out with us in there. It's a safe space. You know, you want to talk about whatever. You want to talk, talk about something that happened to you about, that was yeah. good. Yeah. Talk anything. Yay. Share an article. Share a picture of your feet. (laughs) (laughs) For a price. I mean. Make sure you put a price on that. Because you don't give that shit away. People will pay for that. Invoice. 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 Um, Wow. This is. (laughs) We were doing well for a while. Something else. (laughs) And we love all of you. But we also love our lovely, lovely, lovely. How many times can I say love? It's an easier one to say with my tongue. Oh, Um, we love you, Patreons. Yes. We love you so much. We, we will have you. you. We have a con. Did you guys know we normally have content up Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays mm-hmm. on Patreon? I try yeah. to. Depending on depending on your tier, you get convo before the convo, which mm-hmm. is what we talk about before we record our episodes, uh-huh. which is usually just a wild time in <laughs> and of itself. Um, you get our bloopers. I think everybody gets the bloopers. And just, you know, you go look at the tiers. You'll see what you get. Yeah, you get our see. notes. You get um, early you get access. To, you, yeah, you get to know what we're going to talk about. Before we talk before about Thor, it. Before Thor Day. Mm-hmm. Thor's Day. Thor Day. You get all of that and some more. Sometimes. Sometimes. Like feet pics. You get, <laughs> sometimes you might see a picture of our feet pop up. Mm-hmm. Try not to throw up in your mouth. <laughs> I hate feet. <laughs> so do I. But yeah. All right. Thank you, wow. guys. We love you all so much. Goodbye. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs>